Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 159. Today this episode is entitled, Unrequited Love. Basically that means when you love someone and they don't love you back. And we see this in both the book of Hosea and in Matthew 19. We see God reaching out to people in love and them not loving him back, having a heart that is cold towards him. And so let's read this and and see what this looks like. And then I think as we read through as well, we'll see that there is a God who does love. And his love is so amazing that even though it's unrequited, he does come back and love and pursue again. And so we begin with Hosea 11 today and a picture of this unrequited love of God. Hosea 11. When Israel was a young man, I loved him like a son, and I summoned my son out of Egypt. But the more I summoned them, the farther they departed from me. They sacrificed to the Baal idols and burned incense to images. Yet it was I who led Ephraim. I took them by the arm, but they did not acknowledge that I had healed them. I drew them with leather cords with straps of hide. I lifted the yoke from their neck and gently fed them. They will return to Egypt. Assyria will rule over them because they refuse to repent. A sword will flash in their cities. It will destroy the bars of their city gates and will devour them in their fortresses. My people are obsessed with turning away from me. They call to Baal, but he will never exalt them. How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I surrender you, O Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zeboim? I have had a change of heart. All my tender compassions are aroused. I cannot carry out my fierce anger. I cannot totally destroy Ephraim. Because I am God and not a man, the Holy One among you, I will not come in wrath. He will roar like a lion, and they will follow the Lord when he roars. His children will come trembling from the west. They will return in fear and trembling like birds from Egypt, like doves from Assyria, and I will settle them in their homes, declares the Lord. Ephraim has surrounded me with lies. The house of Israel has surrounded me with deceit. But Judah still roams about with God. He remains faithful to the Holy One. Ephraim continually feeds on the wind. He chases the east wind all day. He multiplies lies and violence. They make treaties with Assyria and send olive oil as tribute to Egypt. The Lord also has a covenant lawsuit against Judah. He will punish Jacob according to his ways and repay him according to his deeds. In the womb he attacked his brother, In his manly vigor he struggled with God. He struggled with an angel and prevailed. He wept and begged for his favor. He found God at Bethel, and there he spoke with him. As for the Lord God Almighty, the Lord is the name by which he is remembered. But you must return to your God by maintaining love and justice and by waiting for your God to return to you. The businessmen love to cheat. They They use dishonest scales. Ephraim boasts, I am very rich, I have become very wealthy. In all that I have done to gain my wealth, no one can accuse me of any offense that is actually sinful. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again as in days of old. 
I spoke to the prophets. I myself revealed many visions. I spoke in parables through the prophets. Is there idolatry in Gilead? Certainly its inhabitants will come to nothing. Do they sacrifice bulls in Gilgal? Surely their altars will be like stones heaped up on a plowed field. Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Then Israel worked to acquire a wife. He tended sheep to pay for her. The Lord brought Israel out of Egypt by a prophet. And due to a prophet, Israel was preserved alive. But Ephraim bitterly provoked him to anger, so he would hold him accountable for the blood he has shed. His Lord will repay him for the contempt he has shown. When Ephraim spoke, there was terror. He was exalted in Israel. But he became guilty by worshipping Baal and died. Even now they persist in sin. They make metal images for themselves, idols that they skillfully fashion from their own silver. All of them are nothing but the work of craftsmen. There is a saying about them, those who sacrifice to the calf idol are calf kissers. Therefore they will disappear like the morning mist, like early morning dew that evaporates, like chaff that is blown away from a threshing floor, like smoke that disappears through an open window. But I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Therefore you must not acknowledge any God but me. Except for me there is no Savior. I cared for you in the wilderness, in the dry desert where, there, where no water was. When they were fed, they became satisfied. When they were satisfied, they became proud. As a result, they forgot me. So I will pounce on them like a lion. Like a leopard, I will lurk by the path. I will attack them like a bear robbed of her cubs. I will rip open their chests. I will devour them like a lion. Like a wild animal would tear them apart. I will destroy you, O Israel. Who is there to help you? Where then is your king? that he might save you in all your cities. Where are your rulers for whom you are asked, saying, Give me a king and princes? I granted you a king in my anger, and I will take him away in my wrath. The punishment of Ephraim has been decreed. His punishment is being stored up for the future. The labor pains of a woman will overtake him, but the baby will lack wisdom. When the time arrives, he will not come out of the womb. Will I deliver them from the power of Sheol? No, I will not. Will I redeem them from death? No, I will not. O death, bring on your plagues. O Sheol, bring on your destruction. My eyes will not show any compassion. Even though he flourishes like a reed plant, a scorching east wind will come, a wind from the Lord rising up from the desert. As a result, his spring will dry up, his well will become dry. That wind will spoil all his delightful foods in the containers in his storehouse. Samaria will be held guilty because she rebelled against her God. They will fall by the sword. Their infants will be dashed to the ground. Their pregnant women will be ripped open. What a devastating uh, judgment again. And it comes after God pleads with the people because he's saying, I loved you. I've cared for you. I've taken you out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And yet you refuse me. The more affluent you become, the more wealthy you become, the harder your heart is and the further from me you go. And that is the tendency that we see in our hearts and our lives. Oftentimes when times are best and good, when life seems to be going perfectly, God becomes distant because we think we don't need him anymore. And we see this also in Matthew 19 as we read through this chapter, a number of different places will show us this hardness of our hearts again, but also God's love and his patience and how we are called back to him over and over again. Matthew 19. Now when Jesus finished these sayings, he left Galilee and went to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan River. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. 
Then some Pharisees came to him in order to test him. They asked, Is it lawful to divorce a wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that from the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother, and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh? So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command us to give a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her? Jesus said to them, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because of your hard hearts, but from the beginning it was not this way. Now I say to you that whoever divorces his wife except for immorality and marries another commits adultery. The disciples said to Jesus, If this is the case of a husband with a wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus said to them, Not everyone can accept this statement, except those to whom it has been given. For there are some eunuchs who were that way from birth, and some who were made eunuchs by others, and some who became eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who is able to accept this should accept it. Then little children were brought to Jesus to lay his hands on them and pray. But the disciples scolded those who brought them. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. And do not try to stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And he placed his hands on them and went on his way. Now someone came up to him and said, Teacher, what good thing must I do to gain eternal life? He said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Which ones? he asked. Jesus replied, Do not murder. Do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, I have wholeheartedly obeyed all these laws. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he was very rich. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter into the kingdom of God. The disciples were greatly astonished when they heard this and said, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and replied, This is impossible for mere humans, but for God all things are possible. Then Peter said to him, Look, we have left everything to follow you. What then will be there for us? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. In the age when all things are renewed, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And whoever has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Now maybe you're wondering uh, about this this parable that uh, or this encounter Jesus has with this young man who's very rich. Jesus lists all the kinds of commands from the Ten Commandments, but he doesn't list, you shall not covet. 
In other words, you shouldn't be chasing after wealth and being greedy. And when the guide answers that he's followed all the other ones, Jesus brings up the wealth. And the disciples are shocked by what Jesus says here because they always equated people who had lots of money as being people who are blessed by God and so people who must be obeying God and, and being good to God and so God's rewarding them. And here Jesus is turning everything upside down and saying, no, 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 no. Just because you're wealthy doesn't mean you're close to God. Actually, Jesus says it often means you're far from him, which is what we saw in the book of Hosea as well. And so what does Jesus say? He says it's not possible in human terms, but God, God can change anybody. Rich or poor, whoever we are, proud hearts, we can be saved as we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, follow him, and know that he will bring ultimate reward, which means being with him and gaining a new family of brothers and sisters in Christ, all as a gift of God's grace earned by Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.